Today on More Podcast Money, I'm reading chapter one of, you guessed it, More Podcast Money. Who could use some more money? Maybe you didn't start your podcast looking to make money, but you hear about others who are making some cash and hey, you'd like to join that club. Well, you're in the right place. I've been podcasting since 2005 and I can tell you what is and is not working. Our website is morepodcastmoney.com where you can see our blog, join our newsletter, and purchase the book, More Podcast Money. I'm your host, Dave Jackson. Now, who wants to make some more money? It is May 2020 as I record this, and later this year, the new version of More Podcast Money, retitled Profit from Your Podcast, will be hitting your stores. And so when I went to rewrite this book, I thought I was just going to update what I had. And in reality, I scratched the whole first version of this book and then rewrote it. So what I thought I would do here as we get ready to basically get into the new version of the book coming out very soon is I'm going to actually read and I'm going to do my best to make it sound like I'm not reading more podcast money to you. Today, we're going to start off with the uh, first three parts of it. The book was originally written in 2012. It was updated in 2014. And so we're going to get into this. And if you want to buy the book, it has been, I've, I've reduced the price. You can find it at morepodcastmoney.com. So the, the first part here is, of course, everybody's favorite, meet the author, which will be fun. I'm going to kind of add some uh, side comments here as we go through this. My name is Dave Jackson. I've been teaching technology as a corporate trainer for over 20 years. I have a bachelor's degree in education specializing in technical education. My podcast about podcasting has been downloaded over over 700,000 times. I learned, I launched my podcast in April of uh, 2005 and soon after opened the doors of the school of podcasting. Well, that's fun because I'm no longer a corporate trainer because Being a trainer is kind of like being a DJ. You just get laid off a lot. And my podcast has now been downloaded over 2.4 million times. I've helped hundreds of people launch their own podcast. And I've been asked to speak at new media conferences and have been cited as an expert in other books on podcasting. And of course, I am now I was inducted in 2018 into the Academy of Podcasters Hall of Fame. I am writing this book as if you're sitting across the table from me. So let's stay casual, shall we? Let's talk about why did I write this book? And when I talk with people after they've been podcasting for a few months, I'll ask, are you making any money yet? And I often get the response, well, we haven't been approached by any sponsors yet. And every time I explain the different ways to make money with a podcast, people will always say, I didn't, I didn't know you could do that. Or I didn't know that was available. So with this in mind, This book is to let you know what can be done and what is available. But we got to be realistic. That's right. Little reality slapped upside the head here. The book is called More Podcast Money. It's not called How to Get Rich Quick Podcasting. If you implement the ideas in this book, I feel you will make more money with your podcast than you are now. And while there are podcasters who are making six figure incomes, These are currently the exception and not the rule. And like many things in life, you get out of it what you put into it. A podcast about iPads has a much better chance of making money than a podcast about Frisbee golf. All podcasts 
have the capability of making more money. Some have more potential than others. If you're looking to get rich quick, you may have purchased the wrong book. I'm sure I would sell a whole lot more books if this opening page read, you can earn six figures from your basement in just 10 weeks. The problem is that's not true. Dedication. Wow, this is old. To my wife, Diane, and my kids, Alex, Alyssa, and Kelly, who often lose me for hours to the Dave Cave, you all know I love you and that I will eventually surface. Thank you for letting me be me and for keeping it down on occasion. Well, the fun part about that is I'm no longer married to Diane. I did go uh, go to her, her latest wedding. Uh, I'm still friends with her and the kids, but uh, it did not work out. Uh, to my listeners who have emailed me, left comments on blogs, and left voicemail, you remind me that I'm not alone and that one person in a basement with a microphone can make a difference. Thanks so much for listening. To Marcus Couch, uh, who was at thescenezine.com and who has been a constant and reliable friend, I've enjoyed bouncing ideas off you, and I appreciate you talking me off the ledge a time or two. You rock. Lastly, to Dylan Benjamin. Wherever you are, I honestly have no idea where this guy is. I never will forget our conversation. This is kind of how it went down. Dylan says, remember how I told you about MySpace and you ignored me? And I would then say, yeah, I know. I, I Don't rub it in, would you? I missed the boat, okay? Dylan said, I just got back from a convention. And remember this word, podcasting. It's going to be huge. I then said, podcasting. Got it. And that's how I got into podcasting. So let's get into chapter one. It's titled The Power of Podcasting. When I define podcasting, I define it as a podcast is an audio, typically, if you're smart, an MP3 file, video, typically an MP4, or yes, believe it or not, a PDF file that is delivered via RSS, which I believe is short for really simple syndication, but some people argue that, and let's find better things to argue about, shall we? If I had to say without all the geek speak, I would say it's like attaching media to a blog post. This book is about making money with your podcast. Well, actually, that's not entirely true. Your podcast is how you distribute your message. What will motivate people to action is the relationship you build with your audience. You build that relationship. And I'm not going to say relationship like that every time I say that, but you build that relationship by delivering phenomenal content via your podcast. And of course, by responding to emails, voicemails, and comments. That's really nothing new. Marketing has always involved knowing your target market, and developing relationships. This book is about making money with your relationship that is built by using a podcast. Podcasting's benefits come in many different forms. So here are just a couple. Number one, you're going to be seen as an expert. Why? Because, well, you have a podcast. Uh, Keeping your name or your brand in front of potential customers Increasing sales of products or services, because, well, you mentioned them on the podcast. You can gain understanding of your market through feedback, increasing trust in the eyes of potential customers, and, of course, you get to reach a global audience. 
My very first piece of feedback came from a guy in Nuremberg, Germany. It is a global audience. And and really, that's just a handful of the benefits. But here are some examples, real-life examples, of how audiences have been moved to action based on the, yes, I'm going to say it again, relationships with podcasters. Number one, Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak produced The No Agenda Show. Check it out. It is a great show, noagendashow.com. They have people join their night, as in, I'm a knight of the No Agenda table. Right. The knights that say, Neek, that kind of knight, okay? you. How do you become a knight? You donate $1,000 or more, and they are adding more and more knights and dames, if you're a female, on a daily basis. Their show delivers, by the way, in a very entertaining way, information that's not always mentioned in the mainstream media, but good God, it should be. Here's another example. Keith and the girl have such rabid fans that they've gone from having a Keith and the Girl logo tattooed on their bodies to having the logo, are you ready for this? Branded on their bodies. And I thought this was like a cow thing where they had like a Keith and the Girl logo and you just go, ah, no, no. This is like a, the kind of branding is you basically get burned. It's like a tattoo, except you're getting burned. I I was like, what? So it's not like a quick, ah, and then it's no, this guy, I was like, wow. So these fans are are like beyond loyal. They've also purchased the comedy books and the CDs uh, from Keith and the girl, their last book. What do we do now? Keith and the girl smart answers to your stupid relationship questions made it to number 35 in their category at Amazon. That is my definition of a loyal audience member. Scott Sigler gave away his entire book for free via, you guessed it, an audio podcast. His listeners had already consumed his book, and they loved it. And when he published a print version, his fans showed their support by buying the book, again, realized that they had previously received for free, and it shot up to number two on Amazon. Now, I'm not knocking Keith and the girl. They were number 35 in their category. Scott Sigler was number two on all of Amazon. And that book would have been number one, except for this other book about some kid named Harry Potter. It's amazing. And also, Scott Sigler recorded that podcast in his closet. Number four, Emily Morse. I should update this. Uh, Things have changed with Emily since I wrote the original version of this book. Dr. Emily Morse started her Sex with Emily podcast and was featured in Apple's iTunes directory. Her endless popularity in the iTunes directory, of course now called Apple Podcasts, caught the attention of radio executives in San Francisco and led to her taking her podcast to the FM airways. She now has a reality TV show on the Bravo Network, and you'll hear more about Emily in the future version of this book because things have even gone even further with Emily. She is awesome. Here's another one. Alan Stewart of the Marketers Podcast. And you're probably going to go, I've never heard of that show. Well, here's why. He got so much business from his podcast that he can't do his podcast anymore. He tried to promote his services to one company, but he just couldn't get past that pesky gatekeeper in the office. The CEO of that same company heard Alan's podcast while jogging on the treadmill and set up an appointment. And of course, that got him right by the gatekeeper. Number six, 
Michael Butler is known as the rock and roll geek. He was able to interview one of his favorite musicians on his podcast. Now, later, that musician asked him to play bass in his band at a special event in London. Now, the fun thing is, Michael lives in San Francisco. It's not like he was asking him to you know, go down the street. So how did he do this? Michael's like, man, that's, that's a pretty expensive trip. Michael's audience paid for this trip from U.S. to London, where then Michael stayed for free with his listeners and played bass with one of his favorite musicians. So just picture growing up and you had your favorite musician and that guy goes, hey, can you come play bass in my band? It's amazing. Here's a fun one. Number seven, when Oprah Winfrey wanted to do a show about grammar, the name that came up was Grammar Girl, who is better known as Mignon Fogarty. Oprah's producers were aware of Grammar Girl. Why? Because of her podcast. And you guessed it. Mignon got to go on Oprah. How cool is that? Number eight, Chris Christensen, he produces the Amateur Traveler podcast where he occasionally receives free trips. Yeah, you heard me. Free trips to exotic locations so he can review them on his podcast. Chris also sells photographs that he takes at these locations. And those, by the way, are beautiful photographs. Number nine, one person who has come on the scene after my original writing of this book is a guy named John Lee Dumas. Today, he goes by the moniker of JLD, and he produces the Entrepreneur on Fire podcast. Now, here's a fun note. John was so popular that he got sued by the Entrepreneur magazine, and now that podcast is known as EO Fire. So that's interesting. Uh, John lists his income reports on his website, eofire.com. In February of 2014, and trust me, these numbers have gone up since then, he has made $166,284 in February. Oh, did you think I meant 2014? No, that's just February. And we're going to talk more about JLD a little later. But just to be a cl- just to be clear, that is the amount he made for the month, $166,000. It's amazing. And these are just a few examples of podcast success. And as you can see, you don't really, you kind of don't always get paid in cash, but there are many benefits from podcasting. I've received products for free. I've been asked to speak at conventions here again, because I've been seen as an expert. I got to interview some of my heroes. I've received donations from listeners. The point is you can make money with a podcast with the right combination of phenomenal content, promotion, and production, you can build a successful podcast. Now, what this book is not, this book assumes that, well, number one, you have a podcast, so it's not a how-to-podcast book, and I assume that you're using WordPress to manage your website, and you might go, why WordPress? Well, number one, it's free, it's super powerful, and it's easy to use, and when I go to podcast conferences, Everyone I talk to is using WordPress. And if you're not, you're probably feeling podcasting takes a huge amount of work. So another thing is this book is not going to show you how to record a podcast. There's a website for that. It's called schoolofpodcasting.com. But what this book is about are the tips and the tricks podcasters have used to make money with podcasting. I'm going to give you some tips and useful resources as we go along. But let's look at the power of the niche. 
And depending on where you live, I think it's uh, the Brits and Europeans that say niche, which I think is technically the best way to say it. And then Americans say niche. Take your pick. When I say never underestimate the power of the niche, what am I talking about? Let's look an example. Let's say you do a podcast for triathletes and someone who has a product for that niche. Well, they can advertise on radio, but only a small percentage of radio audience is really their target audience. And now your podcast comes along and your audience is 100% triathletes. Where would you spend your advertising dollars if you were that company? Now, the radio station may have a larger audience, but the podcast has a higher quality of audience. And that same you know, product, well, they might advertise in men's health and women's health and fitness magazines, but you have their target audience. They, everybody in your audience needs their stuff. That is the power of the niche. So as we summarize here, chapter one, a podcast is a media delivered via RSS that people can consume on their own schedule. Podcasting is a great tool to help build relationships with your audience and increase your chances of being seen as an expert in your niche. And this book is going to provide tips on tools to use and strategies for making money. Lastly, there are other benefits from podcasting in addition to money. So next week, we'll come back and we're going to look at episode or chapter two, which is simply called Podcasting Tips. If you want to buy this book, if you go, hey, that sounds pretty cool. Again, it's available at morepodcastmoney.com. It's available in Amazon only as a Kindle book. And if you're on Kindle Unlimited, you can actually get the book for free. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week with another episode of More Podcast Money. So who found that useful? I want to thank you so much for listening today. I hope you found today's episode useful. If you're interested in starting a podcast, come visit me over at schoolofpodcasting.com. If you're not new to podcasting, well, then come buy the book, More Podcast Money, at our website, morepodcastmoney.com, or just do a search at Amazon for More Podcast Money. This is Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting asking you, who could use some more money? Thank you.